Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Andy from Trident Wargaming, bringing you another episode. Um, today we're we're doing it a little different. We're flying solo, um, and uh, we're actually going to be chatting up a little bit of a victory at sea by Warlord Games. It is another one of their uh, great games, historical games that they have. Some naval combat, um, anywhere from cruisers to battleships to aircraft carriers and even submarines in this game. Um, it's been out for a bit now and, uh, there's, there's quite the range of, uh, miniatures for this, uh, game itself. Um, and it can all be found on the Warlords page. Um, played it a few times myself, uh, over a few years and we're kind of getting back into it, um, just here at our local club, uh, changing it up from bolt action to, to victory seat at seas and, uh, and then, of course, throwing in some uh, Blood Red Skies later down the road here. Uh, but before we really jump into it, uh, a little bit of a hobby update. Uh, continuously working on terrain for bolt action. Uh, a lot of 3D printing and whatnot. And uh, trying to get um, some tables built for future events. Um, you know, for tournaments and stuff like that. Making specific... Uh, specific tables you know normandy jungle kind of thing you know uh, maybe an airfield that kind of thing so we're doing that and uh, we've been doing uh, myself and bill have been doing a lot of prepping and uh, getting ready actually for our event coming up here um, on the weekend um, it's for uh, our warhammer 40k and horse heresy events so uh, unfortunately no bolt action this time but uh, in the future there will be so yeah, a lot of terrain, painting, building, um, hanging out with a whole bunch of buddies, helping out. Um, otherwise, just working on personal stuff. So that's just kind of a little update. And then, uh, you know, uh, swabbed the decks and pulled off the dust of the uh, <laughs> the miniatures for uh, Victory at Sea. So, uh, but going forward, uh, yeah, Victory at Sea. Um, it's pretty pretty game. Uh, if you're looking into getting into naval combat, um, there's a lot of rich depth to the game itself. You know, um, they have some great starter sets, um, the navies that you can uh, get into. Uh, you have yourself like the Royal Navy, uh, the Kriegsmarine, the U.S. Navy, the Imperial Japanese Navy, uh, the Regia Marina which I believe is the Italians and the Marine Nationale, which are the French. So those right now are the current um, nations in Victory at Sea, and they do have some starter sets plus uh, other individual miniatures that you can get. Um, as for the miniatures, they are pretty simplistic. There's not very many parts to them. You know, you'll have your pewter turrets and stuff like that, or even the, the soft plastic kind of turrets that, that come with the, with the miniatures. 
Um, but as for starter sets, uh, right off the bat, Battle of the Pacific is the, the main starter set. Now you get, um, I believe, you'll get, uh, it looks like 60 destroyers and uh, three larger vessels, um, I think maybe cruisers or something like that for the, uh, the Americans. And then you also get, uh, for the Japanese, looks like you get three destroyers and then again, um, three larger vessel cruisers. So it's a good, good starter set, good ships in there to, uh, to start with and, and get plain. Um, you do get a smaller rule book with the set. Uh, I found when they first came out with the main box set. Uh, that you got this starter rule set and then later down the road they ended up uh, releasing an actual hard hardcover main rule book that has a lot more rules in it and um, it's up they've updated some of the current rules that were in that box set too so um, I would definitely pick up that uh, the hardback book and even that starter set because you'll have all the tokens and everything that you need in there and start you know some miniatures um, but if it's not the fleets that you want to start with um, you can look at starting with the uh, the other um, specific navy starter sets which do come with a fair bit a lot of them come with like uh, four flights of, of airplanes and um, a larger some battleships plus uh, carriers so it's a good mix um, very simple to put together, like I said before, so, you know, you can get into it quite quickly and you can get yourself a, a, a decent collection as well quite quickly. So, uh, going forward, um, honestly with this game, I actually really, really do like it. Um, you do get the feel of controlling your ships and the maneuvering of your ships and, and whatnot, um, definitely take some time to uh put put in some time to maybe make some terrain for your you know your um well battlefields i guess your tables um i found that a lot of times a lot of places they just the game it's not really played that much in the local scene unless you're specifically a historical you know group um so they may not have proper terrain for you most of your battles right off the bat are going to be in open, open water. Um, but, you know, you can switch it up and, and make some islands and this and that and whatnot, some land, um, you know, maybe even specific specific uh, areas that your fleets have fought over kind of thing, right? Um, so, yeah, take your time with that. Look into it. Do some research. And uh, there's lots of, lots of creative stuff you can do out there to, to create some decent terrain. But um, going into uh, the game itself, um, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of little things, like little in-depth uh, things for the game itself. Um, the turn sequence is actually fairly, fairly simple. Um, you know, you'll have your premature initiative phase, uh, which you roll off, and then uh, whoever pretty much wins the initiative gets to, to start with one of their ships. And then um, I do believe you just go back and forth um with your movement and whatnot um and then you have you'll have your gunnery phase which is like a shooting phase 
So uh, that's where most of your action is going to happen. Um, your shots, you know, your your aircraft will be firing in that too, your AA guns, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's also where damage happens is usually towards that phase as well. Um, and then you have your end phase, which is where you can start to do some damage control and repair. And also um, some damage will escalate to even more damage on your ships. So um, it's definitely... You know they definitely put in the time to think about you know what happens happened on these ships in times of battle and whatnot and what can trigger different effects and uh, and this and that so um so also with the game like uh you'll you'll have data cards for your ships with all the stats a little bit of a history um the guns the amount of guns it has the arcs there are arcs to what you can fire what you can't fire torpedoes and stats even flights so there's a lot of little information that's pretty neat. It's all done up kind of, uh, you know, uh, World War II like. So check that out. Um, so yeah, so you get, you know, a, little, a lot of different ships. Um, they have different speeds, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of different guns from anywhere from like main guns to, to light guns to AA batteries, torpedoes, bombs. Um, so there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff that happens in the game and uh when you're building your armies and stuff you'll see that a lot of the ships that are definitely you know higher tier stronger maybe late war um their points are are really going to be up there so especially when you start going after like some of the um, classic names like the Yamato and whatnot i think it's like a thousand points or something like that so um Again, in uh, in this game, um, there are, just like in most other uh, Warlord games, there are attack modifiers to the game itself. Um, you know, uh, the usual close range, short range, extreme range kind of thing. Some of them are a little bit different. Um, so, like, when you're firing, there's two two examples that I have. Is um, when you're firing, like, a at a destroyer class ship you're you're going to take a negative hit because it's a bit faster a bit maneuverable but then you have ships that have a large silhouette is when you're kind of getting a flank shot on a ship and um, it's just they're so big and so long that you're getting a bonus to hit them right so and there's a lot of little different things um as you're playing uh you'll come across the the different weapons and the different amounts of damage that they do uh, you know ships can can get crippled um which is neat because then you start reducing some of the numbers that your ships have for for weapons and for speed and whatnot so it shows the game itself shows you know that this is the kind of stuff that happens in game or has happened you know um ships just slow down their rudder gets hit whatever the case may be right so you know take your time with the rules check it out play it out I know we'll be playing actually uh, this, I believe this evening as the podcast drops during the day. Um, you'll have, uh, we'll have a few games going on. So there should be some good, good times and uh, interesting stories to tell. <laughs> so uh, neat thing is, is, is when you do get hit, there are, you know, there are chances of getting critically hit. 
and the the one thing that makes it really the game really interesting is when you start getting into that and you start getting into um critical hits now there's a couple different ones there's you have um you know your your critical hits that you roll on a chart and then you have a, a possibility of getting to a vital system which is like the best rolls it's a 10 you roll on a d10 um so essentially you can hit like the engines you can hit the weapons you can hit the crew and then of course the main one is the vital system now before i get to vital systems um the other three that i mentioned uh they have another chart and um it just progresses as you start taking damage you know um so you'll you'll start getting things like minus one to your flank speed crew area critical score increased by one that might not mean anything to you right now but what that does is that damage that you've just taken will actually increase damage to another section so then your ship starts really getting hit whittled down you can see damage starting to happen um usually the worst case scenario when you get to the end of the chart it's usually some kind of explosion so you'll have a fuel explosion or multiple explosions or just an explosion and you'll start taking extra damage um so usually the first the first column you won't take any damage and then it starts to progress so that kind of happens and they have their um they kind of have their own little uh, instructions of what happens, right? So uh, as an example, turret destroyed. You pretty much, uh, a random turret is destroyed and it can't cannot be used or even repaired um, for the rest of the game. And also that um, it has a word called escalation and I'll, I'll talk to you about that after, but things start to get worse. So as you play the game and you go through this and get familiar with it you'll see the effects of ships the effects of what weapons can do and, and whatnot um it's pretty straightforward though you know like uh everybody has pretty much the same weapons uh just different ranges and maybe different amounts of them and whatnot um so there's that part once you roll on this chart this critical hit chart and you get a uh, a vital system um it's a bit different it, and it's a bit uh, more destructive so um if you scored a one on it it's out of a d6 you scored one your your bridge is pretty much destroyed and like literally for the rest of the game you cannot issue any orders to your ships um which we'll go through a little later here too uh, and then, of course, like the worst case scenario in like most games, when you get some kind of super critical hit, you know, vital system hit, um, you have a catastrophic explosion. So pretty much your ship is reduced to like zero hull points and it's just all hands are lost, removed from game. Boom, done, just gone. So this part actually... <laughs> there's a lot of hoots and hollering and laughing throughout the games when this kind of stuff happens because you know explosions go through or or you you get a pretty good amount of shots on a ship and, and things happen you know you cripple a ship this and that and that's where this is where it gets really fun you get to see this kind of stuff happen to to different ships and um you know everybody everybody likes seeing explosions on the battlefield <laughs> so 
uh, really fun to go through this and learn it. And uh, definitely, like I said, take your time, read up on the rules. Because some of the rules are, um, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit tricky. You just got to agree with your, your, your gaming partner on how you guys want to handle it and whatnot. So, um, but ultimately it's, it's a really good system. Uh, I really do like how it plays out and whatnot. So that's, uh, that was kind of part of like in the gunnery phase. Now in the end phase, now this is where things can either go good or, or go bad. So you have a damage control phase where, uh, in the end phase where you can do repairs so you can actually reduce the critical hit chart and bring it down a notch. But then what happens is if you're in a, um, a section where it has escalation, um, you have to roll a D six and see if it actually escalates or not. So it could escalate to something even worse and it triggers something and then explosions happen and, and uh, that's where, you know, fires start happening on your ship and, and it could get really bad for you. Um, so it's neat that they put that in there. It's kind of, it's similar to um, Adeptus Titanicus. They have a, a kind of a, an escalation system in that where if you're, you know, your heat's up at a certain level, things can happen. So very similar to this, uh, which I do like. It's pretty neat. Uh, makes for interesting games as well. See what your crews can actually handle and whatnot. And of course, it's all dice roll, right? So, um, so there's that. So that's kind of kind of the the phases, really. It's you know um, your movement, your gunnery, and then your end phase. And those are the kind of things that can happen in the game. Um, and as you're playing, you'll get more experience with it and whatnot. Uh, but also with the game you do have uh orders that you can issue to your ships so um there's a few of them there uh you also have like quality checks for your crew so the crews will have different qualities and that's what you use to actually try to um try to actually pass these orders and and they'll tell you if it's you know either automatic or you actually do have to do a crew quality check um, usually you need a four plus to, to apply it on a D six. So not too bad, but, uh, just an example, um, you know, you have pretty much the names are all hands on deck, come about, create smoke, evade, flood magazines, scramble. So some of them are, you know, um, some of them are maneuver, maneuvering orders. Some of them are defensive orders. Others are, um, you know, trying to get the crew bonuses to when they have to make, um, gunnery skills and stuff like that. Um, there's also some for preventing damage, like flooding magazines. Um, you can pretty much reduce, um, critical scores and stuff like that, uh, by level. If you're successful when you do the order, except that then you end up losing, um, a battery, a gun battery due to flooding, flooding the magazines. Right. So, uh, neat little orders like that, that you can do. Um, and of course you could get into more detail, you know, uh, creating smoke, you literally put smoke tokens behind your ships and it, it blocks line of sight. Uh, neat thing too, with the game and with, uh, each card and each, um, ship that you, you select 
um, they have traits. And these are kind of like keywords or universal special rules that either either ships will get or um, there'll be weapon traits that each weapon will have um, a different ability or some kind of restriction or, or something to them. Um, so uh, it's neat that they did this because now it gives it, it gives you know a ship or each class or each uh, weapon kind of a unique um, you know uh, ability or something to them. Uh, and as an example, like ship traits, you have agile, which are it's usually like destroyers or faster cruisers or something like that. Um, they'll have pretty much when you go to do a turn maneuver, um, usually you have to move two inches before you turn. If you have agile, all you need to do is move one inch and then you can turn. So you can get a lot of turns happening, you know, with an agile ship kind of thing. Um, carriers, pretty much the keyword carrier allows you to, um, launch a flight per turn or receive a flight kind of thing. Um, stuff like that. You'll have, uh, torpedo belts. Um, it's pretty much a, like a reinforced layer of armor, um, for taking pretty much hits for, um, torpedo damage and stuff like that. So. It's uh, it's interesting. Torpedoes can be pretty devastating game if you get them off. Uh, usually, you ha need high numbers to get them off, though. They're not always successful, so that's another good thing. It's not just uh, oh, fire an alpha strike and your whole fleet's gone. So, it takes a little while when you're playing. Um, you know, games games take a little bit of time, but uh, it's definitely fun fun to to play it out. Uh, as for weapon traits. And again, like ship traits, there's a bunch more. Of course, I'm not going to go through all of them kind of thing, but uh, there's a lot more. Um, same thing with weapon traits. You know, you have um, a lot of, actually a lot more uh, weapon traits compared to ship traits, but um, they all have different effects. Uh, sometimes they're like a one-shot weapon. Sometimes they're twin-linked, so you get to re-roll stuff. Uh, you also have DP, which is, is dual purpose, um, which usually are light guns and they're actually able to attack, um, you know, surface shipping or aircraft. So you can use them as defense against, uh, flights that are coming in to, that are attacking you, right? Stuff like that. You, um, you do have fast track, which, uh, they can readjust their aim quickly kind of thing and they won't. They'll ignore a penalty for firing at a fast moving target, which is usually something that moves at, uh, seven inches. So, um, there's that and, uh, and there's a whole bunch more. So, um, one is weak, which means that their, uh, shells are, are pretty small. So they're not as powerful and they can't really do too, too much damage. Critical hits. Actually, they can't critical hit. Um, anything except for like ships of a civilian type. So, um, and then of course you have aircraft traits as well. Um, and that takes effect for your flights and it's pretty much, uh, there's three of them. There's large, tough, and very tough. So, um, 
you pretty much get a little bit of resilience against AA batteries with each of these. Uh, except for looks like against looks like large actually AAs get a uh, a bonus against you, which makes sense. I mean, you're a large target. You're a little bit slower, so. Um, but it's neat that they have that in here too, because there are different flights in game that you can get. So there's that. Uh, next up, we do have aircraft in the game. Um, there is actually aircraft, um, and I believe there is the submarines as well, which it's an additional section for rules like that. You actually don't really get much of these rules in the uh, the main starter set. Uh, that's why I recommend if you do, you pick up this book as well, because this has the meat and potatoes of the game. Uh, not only does it have all these extra uh, rules and whatnot for your armies, but half of this book is literally all the fleets. So all the fleet info in here, all the aircraft for those fleets, um, submarines, all that stuff is literally it's like half of this book so it's definitely worth getting it um, anything new that probably comes up after this book you'll probably get the you'll get cards inside your box sets that uh, that have been released just like they do now so but uh, getting back to aircraft give me one second here going back to aircraft there's a lot of different um, things there's there's Aircraft are pretty much put into flights and uh, pretty much it's just a stand that has four little miniatures on it and that's one flight. So you'll have uh, your fighters, your bombers, your dive bombers, your kamikaze, torpedo bombers and observation flights. So they have different stats, they have different things that they can do um, uh, depending on, you know, some of them can dogfight, others obviously bombing, um, others are dive bombing. And then, of course, Kamikaze, we all know what that is. So, um, But Observation Flight is is the different one. And you'll find this in the beginning of your game when um, you got to pick because you have flights. So um, most of these flights, they'll have miniatures for. But usually, like Observation Flights, you won't actually really need miniatures for them. So they're pretty much uh, allocated to what they're going to be doing. They're either going to be... Um, like observing for scouting in scenarios or they'll be guiding for firing beyond the horizon now beyond the horizon you can only shoot up to a certain range and I think it's 30 inches before it gets to beyond the horizon and you'll need a spotter for that pretty much um, you know or firing onto a land target that's stationary kind of thing so you'll need flights of these to actually do that kind of attack. Um, so you'll have to allocate flights like that. And then, of course, for scouting, scouting helps you um, pretty much kind of win the first turn kind of thing for for the start of the game. So if you have lots of flights, you have a lot of ships that will actually add flights to, to your army. You can allocate so many flights to so many um, either observing or... or um, scouting so so um movement so it, it's aircraft have their own it's kind of their own little game um 
so they have a movement phase and a gunnery phase as well. And uh, pretty much they, they move a little differently. So once all the ships in both fleets have moved, um, then the person who won like the initiative, the aircraft get um, to move after that. So um, you start moving that around, taking turns, of course, just like uh, you would moving your ships. And uh, you go from there, right? So they do their own thing. Um, and then, of course, in the gunnery phase, so uh, usually most ships will have some kind of form of AA. And um, I believe that usually pops off, like, right away before anything happens. So um, plans can get shot down, uh, you know, can be targeted by multiple AA batteries and stuff like that. Which is pretty neat, um, you know. There's, it's not really a, a crazy mechanic. It's pretty much if you roll, a, I believe, a six or something like that, um, you pretty much hit and can destroy a, sh uh, a plane or a flight. So, very simplistic. But even even then, you know, after all that's happened, um, planes get to do their attacks and whatnot. So, and they'll have uh, they'll have their own little stat lines and whatnot and what they can do and uh, if they can dogfight, you know, uh, what their speed is. And they're, they're very fast, of course, because they'll, like if I'm looking right now at a, at a Corsair and it can move at 30 inches. So pretty much flies across the board and it's in your face. But, um, you know, the uh, more flights you have on the board, scarier it gets. <laughs> I've seen some battles where there's, a whole whack of airplanes on the board. So um, pretty decent for that. And of course, when you're attacking, you know, with aircraft, um, they all have different numbers that they need to hit. Uh, usually, usually it's going to be a five plus and then it gets better. I think dive bombers are a three plus. Um, but you do have other things with, with fighters and stuff. You can uh, do some dog fighting um, which pretty much you engage the other planes and then you're stuck kind of fighting them off. You can escort, um, you have carriers that you can land and, and whatnot on or take off from. Uh, you do have some combat air patrols. Um, and there's also a, a wind direction that you have to worry about for, uh, your carriers. So you want to kind of be going into the wind kind of thing and whatnot. And of course you could launch and recover aircraft too, right? So, and there's, there's a whole bunch more. There's refueling, rearming. Again, like I said, it's, it's pretty deep for, for some of the stuff. Um, you can, uh, deep deploy and like attack deep deployment characters, carriers, cause you can deploy carriers off the board apparently, and they can just keep sending flights in. So there's stuff like that. And of course, kamikazes, you know, they'll pretty much hit hard and do major damage. So, uh, it's pretty neat. Um, there is a whole bunch of scenarios, uh, in the game as well. Um, you have some standard scenarios that you can play. Uh, looks like there is, uh, up to, what is it? Looks like maybe 12 of them here, 10 of them. Yeah, that looks like 10 of them. Um, so pretty much, you know, destroy 
or breakout, so you're trying to get past their lines kind of thing, a defense line, there's attrition, domination, sweeper clear, uh, fight and retreat, last stand, and ultimate en enemy. So they all have different conditions. Uh, a lot of them are trying to, you know, maybe destroy half of the enemy fleet or get past them or survive, um, that kind of thing. So um, you do have tactical withdrawals as well. So there's a lot of little intricate rules in the game. Um, if you're really into naval combat, this is by far probably one of the one of the better ones out there that isn't super overcomplicated. Um, and if there is any other ones that, you know, compare to it, please let me know. I wouldn't mind checking them out as well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Uh, the maps, pretty much you can play on whatever size you want, but uh, I don't know, six by four areas is probably the optimal um, size for a game. You know, if you can start a fair distance away from each other. And uh, depending on your fleet advantage, like what you roll with your scouting ships, um, allows you to change the deployment. And there's like four maps that you can deploy, the standard kind of Dawn of War, or a, a different Dawn of War where you're actually sucked in 12 inches from each side, uh, or pretty much um, either tab any table edge you'd be able to come on, and then the other one is, uh, is a little different too. It's a Dawn of War, but you can go up to half and then six inches out from the any edge. So it's different, um, and there's a lot of additional rules. Uh, obviously not going to go through them, but you can have bad weather, night battles, there's radar, searchlight, torpedo nets, barrage balloons, squadrons. Um, you have submarines. They are uh, their own separate thing. Um, and it looks like they have a kind of interesting deployment for them where the table is set up into like sections and they're numbered so you'll have to keep a an idea of where your ship is there's depth charges you know detection visibility um, long range detection crash dive stuff like that kamikaze submarines apparently Whew. so submarines were just introduced like when this book came out so not everybody was um, playing them at first but it's an interesting, uh, interesting different section for the game. Um, and they even have uh, submarine scenarios. So there's a whole bunch. There's ambush, convoy, uh, harbor attack. You have, uh, and then you have also mortar torpedo boats, which are interesting because uh, before they came out with this game, they had cruelties. And those were like mortar torpedo boats and whatnot, but at a larger scale. And then they came out with this one, and I was kind of more intrigued to play this one than the other one, than Cruel Seas, right? So they've obviously put them into this game as well, which is great. More miniatures, more rules, more, uh, well, similar rules, but just other options, right? Which is pretty neat. So a lot of, a lot of good info in here, a lot of good uh, units. Um, they also have like coasts and shorelines. So 
you have different rules for doing that uh, weapon systems that are actually maybe on the shorelines um, that can attack the vessels and whatnot lots of stats for that and uh, charts as well um, AA emplacements coastal structures that kind of thing uh, beautiful beautiful book a lot of nice pictures stories uh, also the battles uh, the scenarios I don't know how many there were I think there was maybe 15 or so like that but um, yeah there's there's a, quite a few of them here you know uh, attack on the northern patrol glory hunting uh, you have battle of the Denmark Strait, so you get to replay these pursuit of the Bismarck which uh, is one of them and then the next one is sink the Bismarck which a lot of people have fun playing battle of North Cape and it's neat because they actually give you they'll give you a, um, a map and if you're looking at the map they actually have like uh, a landmass that you can easily create with you know foam and whatnot and then put some detail on them and stuff so there's a lot of a lot of good stuff here uh, to take a look at um cruiser chase what else have we got here uh da -da, pearl harbor um so they have that and there's a lot of flights in that one of course um and it's pretty yeah pretty neat there's a, a, a large landmass in that one and uh they have the ships all set up and whatnot so you can replay that which makes it look the overall map the overhead map looks pretty neat um, just the way they have it set up and kind of where the Japanese are coming from in that scenario. Um, yeah, there's there's tons of it. It just keeps going. You know, Battle of Java Sea. So, stuff like that. Uh, tons of scenarios. Definitely check it out. Battle of Midway, of course. There's that. You know, you get to replay that. But, um, yeah, as you're going through the book and you get through all these scenarios, like I said, there's tons of them. You start getting to the actual nations, uh, section of it. And it's literally starts on page, uh, 129 for building a fleet. So literally it's, it's, yeah, it's like half, half the book. So, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but it tells you, it has, has stuff kind of guidelines here and whatnot too, right. To tell you. And a lot of times when you're playing the game, you just like any other historical game, you, uh, want to talk with your opponent and see what era do you want to play? Um, you know, try to match up so that you're not playing a late war list against an early war list kind of thing. Um, cause you know, those, those tend to be. Uh, not so fun for the guy playing with the lesser equipment. So um, check that out. You know, play what you want to play, but just I seem to have a lot more fun when you're you're playing in the same era. So it's the same thing with this game. And a lot of ships that will have on their sheets that they can be played in different eras and their equipment changes. So there's that. But each nation has their own special rules as well. Uh, nation rules um, like the Royal Navy itself has depth charge attacks and VT fuses so they get bonuses to 
uh, those kind of attacks and whatnot. You know, and they got all their stats for their battleships, you know, um, cruisers, carriers, uh, destroyers, air, yeah, carriers, like I said before. Um, so there's a lot, a lot in there that you can go through and pick what you want to, to pretty much play with and make your fleets or, you know, check stuff out for what, what was in those fleets stuff like that so plus you have all your uh, aircraft as well submarines you also do have other ships as well um, sometimes you'll have like civilian class ships so um, and then like your aircraft for the, for the British here you know you'll have there's a whole bunch of uh, other things here for for aircraft but you got like I don't know uh, Supermarine Seafire 2C, you have a uh, Short Sutherland, uh, Hawker Typhoon 1, that kind of thing, right? Uh, Fairy Fire Firefly 1, so, um, it definitely all goes by, uh, years and when they're commissioned, um, what their role is, their speed, can they dogfight in their bonus, uh, damage dice, traits, and then of course how many points they cost. So, um, you'll see the point, point costs of ships and flights and stuff, you know, they're all there. You'll probably end up playing a thousand points or something like that and realize that, oh, wow, I got a decent fleet. So same thing with more, uh, mortar torpedo boats, motor torpedo boats, I should say. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there's lots. Again, uh, U.S. Navy I'm looking at right now, they have uh, U.S.-made torpedoes and VT fuses. So, uh, unfortunately, the, the American torpedoes, uh, you know, they didn't put much emphasis in it, and they had problems with the torpedoes. So, um, you know, for every successful attack, roll for a torpedo and a snare is taking place at the end of 1943. You roll an extra dice and the five or more torpedo, the torpedo actually arms properly and explodes. So, um, there's little different things like that. I'm going to try to go to the next nation here. Um, they're pretty much all kind of set the same for in the book of how they presented it. Uh, the Marine Nationale, uh, they really don't have a nation rule by the looks of it. Yeah, so they don't. So I guess one of the minor nations, well, not minor nations, but they uh, they don't really have a special rule for them. There is civilian shipping. So, you know, if you want to bust out some of those civilian ships and try to escort them across the Atlantic and have uh, German U-boats try to take them out, you can replay those kind of scenarios, which is pretty neat. Kriegsmarine, they have radar. Um, again, you know, same setup. Uh, Imperial uh, Japanese and Navy, uh, they have uh, long lance fan salvos and fighting firefighting. So they can, um, I think they get a uh, initial shot with torpedoes, and then they fan them out 
before the game starts. And then, um, yeah, their, their torpedoes kind of fan out. So, um, but they suffer penalties when they're trying to fight, fighting fires. Uh, they weren't too good at that. So things could go really, really wrong. Uh, I don't know who's next here. I th believe it's going to be the Italians. Let's see what they got. Let's see what they got. So, yeah, the Regia Marina. They uh, they actually do have some uh, nation special rules for them. They have poor condition, uh, Starshell X, and unwilling soldiers. So they sound kind of negative. So, um, yeah, it's uh, they get a couple penalties for their initiative and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, unwilling soldiers, despite having a frontline Navy, the Italian military was not well-trained and was thrown into battle unprepared for still a few believed in, uh, Duce's vision of a new Roman empire. All ships suffer a minus one penalty to their crew quality. So when you're trying to issue orders, they can really be affected by that. So, but, um. It's neat. They've taken into account history, right, into these battles. And a lot of their games they, they have. So uh, there's a nice little reference in the back of the book for a lot of your stuff that you're looking for. It's a two-pager. Uh, it shows you how you fire, you know, aft, port, starboard, um, and forward, right? Stuff like that. They have your attack modifiers, charts your critical charts, vital system charts, all that stuff. So really good game, good game, um, good book to pick up. That's the victory at sea, uh, main rule book, hardcover. So overall it's, I really enjoy the game. A lot of the guys in the community enjoy the game. Um, uh, pretty hyped. There's, there's a couple of guys who've got a couple of, uh, fleets, including myself, of course. Um, so definitely if you're looking into a different game and you're looking into naval combat, World War II, check it out. It's really good. It's well done. Uh, the rules are, are very um, simple to, to get through and understand and, uh, and to play. So I definitely check them out. I'll be getting, uh, try to get some pictures of uh, some of the miniatures that I had done up a while ago. Um, I actually did a little painting tutorial on uh, some of the starter ships. So we'll check that out. Um, and hopefully next time we will be talking a bit more of victory at sea, maybe some blood red skies, of course, uh, cause that's another good game of theirs. And of course, bolt action. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode kind of on a little, uh, look at victory at sea. Um, who knows, maybe got interested into it and, uh, check it out and start playing it. I'd love to see more, uh, historical games being played in, in shops and whatnot, especially locally here. Um, but otherwise, yeah, check the game out. You know what? Even try it out. If you have a Sarge in your area and uh, you want to check the game out, maybe talk to them and see uh, see if they're able to pull some strings and get the game in and, and try it out. Most places will have a demo, probably a demo box, or they can get a demo box sent to them. Um so that's a great way to, to look at it and get started. Um, the sets themselves are 
pretty decent for what you get. Uh, you don't have to get too, too much more after that. Uh, there are separate ships that you can get, so um, pretty good there. But otherwise, yeah, great game. I like it. I'll be uh, using it and getting more games of it in. And uh, we'll be using this in um, combined arm games as well. So that's one of the reasons we're kind of jumping in and starting this kind of stuff is to get the experience in the game. Uh, but again, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you do have pictures of your fleets, uh, you know, if you have any comments, uh, maybe stuff you want to see more of, um, you know, maybe we can go through some more kind of stuff for the game or any other game. Please let us know, uh, you know, email us, hit us on Facebook, uh, put a comment on YouTube, um, you know, Instagram when we post pictures and stuff. Uh, we really love to see that kind of stuff happen. So uh, please, by all means, post and uh, of course, check out the games, have fun, paint, you know, build, play, all that stuff. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.